Welcome to Pod Planet, a place where things happen that may sound unbelievable, strange, incredible. If you've ever wondered if you were weird or strange or the odd man out, these stories will restore your belief that there are indeed people out there who are weirder, stranger, and odder than you ever imagined. Perhaps you'll find some comfort in that. Bear in mind, Every story from Pod Planet is between 83 and 100% true. These are stories we have experienced, survived, and lived to tell about. Let us begin. Pod Planet presents Digitalis Interruptus. There I was, four years old. My bicycle still had training wheels. My sister's older friend, Candy Caldwell, decided she'd take my bicycle for a ride. And while Candy was riding it, she came to a dip in the sidewalk. The training wheels were on the cement, but the rear bicycle wheel was suspended off the sidewalk. Candy Caldwell kept pedaling faster and faster. But Candy and the bicycle were going nowhere. So I approached the bicycle from behind to give Candy Caldwell a helpful push and get her past the sagging section of sidewalk. But helping, especially helping Candy Caldwell, that turned out to be a bad idea. A very bad idea indeed. Because when I placed my hands on the bicycle's rear fender to give Candy some forward progress, my ring finger got caught in the wildly spinning rear spokes of the bicycle wheel. The next thing I knew, the sidewalk was a bloody mess. And my ring finger, well there it was, lying in a pool of blood. My finger, lonely, inanimate, no longer part of my body. By now, the sidewalk looked like a murder scene. Blood everywhere my sister's seven-year-old friends screaming, running around like they were being chased by bees. My parents came out of the house. I held up my bloody hand for them to see. My mother grabbed a blanket. My parents bundled me up. My dad picked up my finger, and they rushed me across the street to our neighbor's house. A neighbor who happened to be our family doctor and surgeon, Dr. Carl Caldwell. Dr. Caldwell, father of Candy Caldwell, the bicycle-thieving, cold-blooded, finger-mangling seven-year-old neighbor girl. Little did I know, Candy Caldwell, my sister's pony-tailed friend and classmate, who seemed so sweet and innocent, harbored such profound and bloodthirsty tendencies. In any event, once I'd been carried next door to my doctor's house, my parents and Dr. Caldwell stretched me out on the Caldwell's kitchen counter. The doctor inspected my hand. His diagnosis, we've got to get this boy to the hospital. My parents bundled me back up. No time for an ambulance. We all just piled into Dr. Caldwell's car. Now I do appreciate the immediate attention I got from Dr. Caldwell and my parents. There was one slight problem, though. In the doctor's and my parents' haste, they'd left my severed finger 
on the Caldwell's kitchen counter. I read later that a severed body part can be reattached if it's wrapped in a plastic bag, put on ice, and quickly dealt with in the operating room. But Dr. Caldwell's wife, her name was Topsy. Well, Topsy wasn't having any of that. Topsy already had to clean up her bloody kitchen counter. And when Topsy Caldwell found my finger lying there, begging to be reattached to my body, did she bring it to the hospital? No. Topsy did exactly what you'd expect the mother of a cold-blooded seven-year-old finger mangler to do. Topsy Caldwell threw my finger in the trash. My finger's final resting place in the Caldwell family garbage bin, next to their empty Chef Boyardee cans and coffee grounds and banana peels. Meanwhile, Dr. Caldwell, he was busy working on my hand in the hospital's operating room. And after a couple of hours, Dr. Caldwell had stopped the bleeding, stitched up what was left of my finger, and wrapped my injury in layers of medical gauze. A couple of weeks later, I had to go back to Dr. Caldwell's office to have the stitches removed. I think Dr. Caldwell was trying to cheer me up when he finished taking out the stitches. He held up my hand and said, There you go, son. Good as new. Good as new. Right. Except, thanks to his bicycle-thieving, cold-blooded seven-year-old daughter, my right hand now had four fingers instead of five. Oh, in time, I did learn to use the cut-off finger to my advantage. In grade school, I could put my cut-off appendage in my nostril and make it look like I could stick my finger up my nose all the way into my brain. And in later life, I got a 10% discount on the only manicure I have ever received. Why should anyone pay the 10-finger price, I reasoned, when they only have nine fingers? But a couple of summers after Candy Caldwell turned my harmless bicycle into a whirling, finger-chopping guillotine, I was able to exact my revenge. It began when our neighbors, the Caldwells, had fresh cement poured to create their new driveway. Candy Caldwell and her brothers, they all left their handprints in the wet cement. They even signed their names underneath their handprints. An hour or so after the Caldwell kids had left, I stopped by to admire the freshly poured cement driveway. And right next to Candy Caldwell's handprint, I left my own distinctive four-fingered version. I didn't bother signing my name. I was pretty sure Candy Caldwell would know where the four-fingered handprint had come from. You've been listening to Pod Planet Season 1. Pod Planet is written and produced by Peter McHugh and Clive Desmond. Audio and digital support for Pod Planet comes from Oliver Wickham and Aidan Vickery, two of the best and brightest young minds in audio today. Theme music for Pod Planet Season 1 was composed and produced by Richard Suddy, aka Telegraphy, from Detroit. Look for Telegraphy's FMA link in the credits section of our webpage. Richard Suddy is an amazing artist, and you'll want to hear more telegraphy. 
Every Pod Planet episode contains some fantastic original music, much of which is courtesy FMA. If you'd like to hear or know more about the composers from this or any episode of Pod Planet, look for their links in the episode credits section of our webpage. These musicians are amazing and you'll want to take a listen to their work. And special thanks again to FMA.org. And if you haven't subscribed to Pod Planet yet, subscribe now. Go to our webpage, podplanet.org, podplanet's one word, and click on subscribe or hit follow on whatever podcatcher app you're using. You'll find Pod Planet on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Lipson, YouTube, and many others. And follow Pod Planet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Links on our webpage. Pod Planet is part of PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. So if you're a radio station that would like to add Pod Planet to your schedule, look us up at prx.org. PRX can set it all up. We love to hear from listeners. So please leave your thoughts or questions in the comment section on our webpage. And be sure to recommend Pod Planet to your friends. Send them our link, podplanet.org. Pod Planet would like to thank Lydia, Lola, and Tattoo Sound and Music in Toronto, as well as extra special thanks to Monique Kelly for her guidance, insight, and never-ending support. This is Pod Planet Season 1. We'll be back in two weeks with a new and startling episode. Until then, on behalf of Peter McHugh and the whole Pod Planet team, thanks for listening. I'm Clive Desmond. <laughs>